Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Hey C3 Noosa, uh, so good to have you joining us, whether you're online in your home or in your car or uh, simply just hanging out in the cafe or something like that with your earpods in, etc. It is so good to have you joining us at church this morning. Uh, I, I always love having the opportunity to share with you guys. I have great uh, love and, and respect for your pastors, Christian and Melissa. And I just want to say thank you to them for this opportunity to, to share with you and encourage you this morning. Because I know this is that, that in this environment, God has a blessing, has a breakthrough and has a, an equipping for each of us as we go through today. Uh, so I just want to pray with us before we start, if that's all right. If we could all just close our eyes for a moment, unless you're driving. Father, I thank you that this morning as we, we bring your words, we come around it this morning, I thank you that you anoint my words. Father, that I would speak your truth, that this, this day people would find empowerment, encouragement, uh, strength for tomorrow and hope for the future, God, in the name of Jesus. Well, it's fantastic to be here. And I, I just want to share with you this morning a simple concept uh, which starts with the sentence, when the king walks in the room. Uh, in, in medieval times or, or in olden day times, the, the king walking into the room had a huge effect. Uh, and when I say king, I'm not talking about Elvis, the, the one that goes, oh, thank you very much. Uh, I'm not talking about Muhammad Ali when they was going into the, into the rumble in the jungle and like, the champ is here, the champ is here. Uh, I'm not even talking about lion, the Lion King. Uh, I'm talking about the king of kings and the lord of lords. What happens when the king walks into your room? And so we're going to explore that this morning because in, in old, old times when a king was there, their job was to actually uh, look after the subjects that were underneath them, to protect them, to supply uh, food and, and trade for them, to actually encourage them. If they were a good king, they looked after their people and made them go off better than what they were under their rule. That, that if they came under their covering, things got better for them. That's what a good king did. Excuse me. But there is... There is something about that that even as humans, we know how to be somewhat good kings and we're frail, we make mistakes, we have all these issues, but there is one king who is perfect. There is one king that when he walks in the room, things begin to change. And that's all I want to talk about today, Jesus Christ. That back back when we look at how we go through this, when you had the king walk into the room, sure there was uh, things that we had to do that people would bow or, or curtsy. If, you, if the king walked into your room right now, you had to stand up first and wait, and then as they went by, you had to bow your head in respect and reverence to them. Uh, it's not really what I want to talk about this morning, except that in the fact that, that there was something that changed when a king walks in the room. The, there's, a, there's an atmosphere that begins to shift. Uh, I remember being at work when I was much younger. Uh, I was in uh, fashion retail, in case you didn't know. Uh, but I was working in Wollongong. We were in this shop that was just really long, almost like a cave. Uh, and I was towards the back, had my back to the actual front of the shop, and I just felt something shift. And I turned around and there was this mountain of a man, dark hair, big, big jaw, smile, in a full three-piece suit, and he had just walked into the into the shop, and it and it amazed me because I felt the atmosphere shift. 
And I remember asking my boss at the time, old Bob, and going, when he left, I'm like, who is that guy? And he goes, oh, he's one of the top uh, real estate guys in Wollongong. He owns all these different properties. He has this, he has that. And, and simply because of the, the authority that he carried in that region, when he walked in, things changed. There was an atmosphere shift. Um, one of the other things that happens when a king walks into the room is actually hope begins to, flow, to lift. Uh, I remember a game when I was much younger playing rugby league. It was the under-16s grand final. Uh, we were playing against the undefeated to that point anyway, the Magpies team for under-16s. Uh, and I remember we were waiting on one of our players, one of our top players, as to whether he was going to be able to play for us that day or not. And, and I still remember we're all doing our bit in the dressing room, getting dressed up and prepping and doing all that sort of stuff. But as soon as he walked in the room and we saw that he, was, he had his boots in hand, and he was ready to get suited up to play, everyone began to buzz. Because there's something that happens when when hope comes in, when someone that's a leader, when there's someone that can bring a contribution walks into the room, hope lifts. Uh, The next one that comes that I find when when a king walks into the room is direction comes. Uh, I run a business now. I've been doing that for about five or six years. uh, But... In years gone past, when I worked for people, for uh, one of my bosses worked for for nearly 12, 13 years, uh, we would be, us, the staff, would be all in a room trying to sort out what we're going to do with a challenge within the business, coming up with ideas, coming up with solutions, coming up with, what, or we, maybe we put this person there, maybe we do this, da da da. And yet, when the boss walked in, when I, my old mate Dan walked in, didn't matter what we talked about, didn't matter what we'd done, he would listen, hear it. And he would make a decision and give us direction. And immediately, that was where we were going. Didn't matter what I thought, didn't matter how I thought it should play out, that was the direction we were going in. And these are the things that happen when a king, a person of authority, walks into a room. The amazing thing is, is that, as I said before, this is just us as humans, the difference that we can make when we walk into a room. And yet, the king of kings and the lord of lords wants to walk into your room and my room today and make a difference. In Philippians 2, verse 9 to 11, in the, it says this, Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed him on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I want you to let that sink in at home right now that the King of Kings has been set over us for the glory of the Father. I love, though, that Jesus wasn't just born into royalty. He actually earned our respect to be our King. That, that in many ways, he's earned the right. He became one of us. In Philippians 2, verse 7, it says, He made himself nothing, taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. In Hebrews 4, verse 15, he says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. He, He became one of us and yet endured, went through, and did it perfectly, did life to, to the perfection, fulfilled his calling followed through on what he felt he he needed to do for the nations of the world. It's one of those ones that earns respect that we go, we're going to call you king. He sacrificed for us. Uh, We talk about 
in the in uh, Mark chapter fifteen, it talks about the crucifixion and the process there. The pilots asked him, "Then what shall said to the people? What shall we do with this man you call the King of the Jews?" And they shouted back, "Crucify him!" Why, Pilate commanded or demanded, "What crime has he committed?" And the mob roared even louder, "Crucify him!" So to pacify the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them, and he ordered Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip. When uh, then turned him over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified, they dressed him, excuse me, in a purple robe, and they were they wove thorn branches into a crown and put it on his head. Then they saluted him and taunted him, "Hail, King of the Jews!" And they struck him with a head with a reed stick. They spit on him and dropped to their knees to mock worship him. Then the soldiers nailed him to the cross. They divided his clothes and threw dice to decide who would get a piece of his clothes. A sign announced the charge against him, and it read this, the king of the Jews. The people passing by shouted abuse, shaking their heads and in mockery. Ha, look at you now, they yelled at him. You said that you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well then, save yourself and come down from the cross. And the leading priests and teachers of religious laws also mocked Jesus. He saved others, they scoffed, but he can't even save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of the Jews, or King of Israel, come down from the cross so that that we can see and believe him. Even the men who were crucified with Jesus ridiculed him. Then at three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last breath. And a certain centurion officer, Roman officer, who stood facing him saw how he had died. He exclaimed, this man truly was the son of God. He sacrificed his life for you and I. Became low so that he could be lifted up. The other thing that's earned his rightful place as king in our world is that he actually empowers us through it. In Mark 16, it says this, And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptised will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. This miraculous, these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons. They, they will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety and will drink anything poisonous and it will not hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And the disciples went everywhere and preached and the Lord worked through them. Confirming what he said, what they said with many miraculous signs. And then in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, it says this, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. The kicker is this, is that 
the, the king of all the universe, who has given all authority, has released you. That the kicker is this, is that the king wants to actually adopt you and I to be his sons and daughters. That means this simply, that whatever the king has rights to and authority over, his children have rights to and authority over. Jesus actually says this when he says, I want you to pray like this, our Father in heaven. That that you're no longer praying as though off to a distant God that has no feelings, that has no relationship, that, that you're just a worm that crawls on the ground, but you're now praying to the King as your Father. Ephesians 1 verse 5 says this, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. He has gifted us as children. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4 to 5. And each one of us, Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. 1 Peter 4 verse 10. Today, I want to ask you this simple question. Will you let the king walk into your room? Will you you let the king walk into where you're hurting? Into your, your room full of struggles and addiction? Will you let the king walk in today? Into your, into your sickness, will you let the king walk in today? Into your workplace, will you let the king walk in today? In, in your areas of depression and mental, mental uh, health, will you let the king walk in today? Into, into your, your marriage, into your relationship with your children, maybe with your parents or your own or, or friends around you, will you let the king walk into the room? This morning, I want to actually ask you to let the king walk into your room. How do I do that, Ryan, you're asking? Well, I'm glad you you said that. It's a simple prayer. In fact, if you're watching this and you've never actually accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour before, then it's a simple prayer that we're going to pray in a moment. And I'll just lead you in it. And you just repeat the words, but confess it from your heart. And as you do that, the king is going to walk into your heart. Maybe, maybe you've already done that years ago, months ago, weeks ago, and you just feel like you've shifted and you've shut certain doors on the king, not letting him in this room anymore. I'm going to try and do it myself over here. I'll, 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 I'll try and fix myself in this area. And you're saying, I need to open my doors again and let the king walk in. Then we're going to pray with you as well. But if you're watching right now and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've never said, King, I want you to come in. And I just want you to pray with me. And we're going to invite Jesus to come and live in you. Once you, wherever you are, close your eyes right now. Unless you're driving, in which case keep your eyes open. But once you just close your eyes right now and take a moment. If you're in that first group and you just want to start a relationship, you want to let the king walk into your room. And I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, 
I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you that he died on the cross and took my punishment on him. I receive the forgiveness of my sin. I ask that you come and live in my heart. And I choose this day to follow you for the rest of my life. If you just prayed that for the first time, uh, there's going to be a link at the bottom that, to get in contact with the team from C3 Noosa because we want you to actually be a part of a bigger family, a broader community that will help you walk this life where the King can walk with you through life. And they'll encourage you, they'll get you some information and help you along. And right now as we come to a close, I want to pray for the rest of the group and the people that are watching engaged this morning. That, that in this moment, no matter what, what situation you're facing, whether you've got issues in your family, whether it's issues in business, whether it's issues in your mind or your heart, that as you invite the King to step in, that that authority that rests on you through the King begins to take hold, that strength is restored, that the fire begins to burn afresh. So why don't we just close our eyes again and let me pray with you. Father, I thank you that right now, that you're walking into the rooms of the, the men and women that are watching this under the sound of my that situation, that the King is coming in and changing things, that is bringing a fresh hope for tomorrow, God. I thank you for it over, over every sickness and disease, over every cancer, over every every flu, every, every infirmity. We break your hold in the name of Jesus. We declare healing right now from the top of your head to the very tips of your toes. Set free. In the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you that this week, as they go into the, into their everyday life, even this afternoon, that they let you walk into their room. That hope and peace would flow in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.